0: Over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about what to do when your 12 year old won't talk to you about sensitive stuff and feelings. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week, answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer for today's question comes from the courage pillar inside the evolved Family Method. And the courage pillar has 16 strategies. I don't even have enough fingers to put up for 16 strategies, all about connection and starting conversations and um, how we help our child feel heard and encouraged to continue talking to us. Um, we don't have time to go into all of them, but let's focus on one because sometimes the priority in our parenting um, has to be about understanding um, what our child needs from us uh, if we want to stay connected with them. So um, oftentimes when um, parents and other adults who raise children have a question about this thing that you know their 12-year-old isn't talking, they will do things like um, say, Teenage- teenagers don't want to have anything to do with parents anymore. It's just all about what their friends think and maybe have maybe even give up on trying to talk. Um, A parent might try and just ask questions to make their child talk and only get one word answers back. Um, Sometimes if this issue is happening in a family, a parent might wonder, and I don't know about you, but this is absolutely very familiar to me, wonder if it's all our fault. Like, Oh, what did I do last year? What have I said? What have, um, What... What is wrong in our family? Maybe it's because I made the wrong decision about screen time, or a f- few months ago I said no to whatever those new expensive shoes my child wanted to get. You know, and we think about all the reasons why we might be having this stuck communication uh, between ourselves and our twelve-year-old. And um, we might feel sad and regretful. Uh, about the state of our parenting and you know what I understand why you would feel like that I completely understand why I have felt like that in the past because um, parenting is a lifelong journey Uh, it's a lifelong lesson we're constantly learning as we go and there are times in our parenting where, and I'll speak for myself here and just use I pronouns, where I have made decisions and moved forward in my parenting and then learnt something about that a few months later and realized that was wrong. So for example, uh, let's just talk about something here that I feel regret for is using the timeout step when my kids were small. I've done a lot of work and learning about polyvagal theory and connection and the nervous system and what nervous systems need to be calm. Nervous systems do not need isolation (laughs) and the timeout step, even if, you know, labeling it as just give yourself some time to calm down. You know, so that's one of those things that I look back and go, oh, no, I wish I hadn't done that. I know better now, so I do better. But there may be something in your mind that comes to you when your child isn't talking to you that you realize you could have done better in the past. It's absolutely normal to have those feelings and to feel regrets. That's part of being human and part of parenting. So what I've learned is that when we are stuck because our child won't talk to us or we're um, swimming around in the sea of sadness and regret about past parenting decisions, It is a sign that the courageous tongue-tied parent effect is in full play because the regret and the sadness limits our ability to move forward, take courageous action, um, acknowledge the past, and then make a decision about how we can make it better right now in the present. Remember, we mostly haven't been given very high-level connection skills, skills around... um, around sensitive stuff. We haven't been taught that. It doesn't get taught in schools. Uh, The families we were raised in probably didn't know any of these things either. So it makes absolute sense that we're in the position we're in now. So in this episode, you're going to learn what to do if your 12-year-old son or daughter or whatever child you have has zero interest in talking about um, anything remotely sensitive or to do with feelings. And so the idea is we can move from the courageous tongue-tied parent over to building our evolved communicating family. Point number one, it's time to think about collaboration culture. You might be thinking, what is collaboration culture? I've never heard of that before. It's the idea that we challenge the past ways that family f- families run, essentially. You may have been, and I absolutely was, brought up in a family that the adult or the parent knows best. It might not have been said exactly like that. I know best. I'm the adult. You need to respect what I'm saying. It might not have been said like that, but um, there might have been a sense of um, that what you wanted to do or um, needed to say. Uh, there wasn't space for it in the family. You were loved very much. That There's no question of that and your parents were doing the best they could, but um, there wasn't space for um, you to develop, and speak up for, and for it to be respected about what you wanted. So a collaboration culture, in this sense, will look like um, asking for our children's opinions and ideas about things and taking them into account when we are making family decisions and family plans. Now, I'm not talking about, like, should we remortgage the house or um, even where are we going to go on holidays, though you may have a collaboration culture on that. But it's much more about um, the parent's role is being to provide safety and care for a child. But the way that happens is open to interpretation. So for example, my job is to make sure the house runs smoothly and it's relatively tidy. And um, my job also as a parent is to ensure that my children grow up learning how to run a house and um, with the understanding that they have a role to play in keeping a house tidy. That is the goal. But how we get there to that point is open to collaboration and interpretation. So I don't make a plan for this is the way I'm going to teach my kids how to do these things. More so, I tell them that my job is to teach you how to run a house so that when you leave, you are independent. How I do that, we need to work that out to make sure it works for all of us. Point number two, two competing truths can exist in the same space and time sounds a bit like something out of doctor who right i'm not going to sing the doctor who theme but if you know it you know it so two competing truths can coexist in the same time this is what this looks like for the situation we're talking about now about a 12 year old who won't talk about sensitive things on this hand the adult who cares for this 12 year old knows that All young people, all children need an adult they can trust and that they can come to with difficult things, right? That's the truth. Over here, the other competing truth in this situation is that he does not feel comfortable talking to us or you or whoever it is about sensitive feelings or whatever, right? So here are the two competing truths. He doesn't come and talk about things. We know that young people need adults that they can turn to if things are going pear-shaped or even if things are going wonderfully. So those two truths can coexist in the same space. And when we understand that and we can see what the two competing truths are, then we can move on to step three. Step three. It's important to create a way to talk about these two competing truths. We don't pretend they don't exist, but we bring them into a conversation. So there is a template inside the Evolve Family Method, which um, is what the Evolve School is based on. And it's called the, let me get my my notes up, the um, Family Meeting Agenda. And the Family Meeting Agenda is a running sheet of how to have a meeting or a conversation about two competing truths where something needs to change. So the example we're using in this episode is that um, our 12 year old needs support and um, we need to show up so that he understands that he can come and talk to us no matter what. He doesn't do that at the moment and he has certain levels of privacy that needs to be res- respected. So using the family meeting agenda would look like going to him and saying, we have a little bit of um situation in our family at the moment. I can see really clearly that um, you need privacy around how you feel and um, and and your you know private stuff that's going on. At the same time I'm responsible to make sure you have all the information and support you need to grow up and be able to make good decisions. So we've got these two situations and we need to come up With some sort of solution or change in our family so that you can have the privacy you want, and I know that you are supported, have the information and support that you need to grow up to make good decisions. Um, And usually, in my family anyway, we use the language, um, so we, we need to have a family meeting like to call a family meeting because I want your input, I need your advice about um, how to make it easier for you to get the support you need in your family from us, right? And our child will probably say, I don't want a family meeting, I don't care about a family meeting and we can just be very clear in saying, "Um, I'm the adult and I'm responsible for your care and I respect your need for privacy and at the same time, right? So it's and at the same time. These two things are equally true. And at the same time, I need to make sure that you have what you need. So the meeting, the meeting is non-negotiable. How the meeting happens is absolutely negotiable. But there needs to be this sort of like this drawing together of there's this moment in time where these two competing truths are going to clash heads. And we're going to come up with lots of different ideas of how we can meet both the needs of both the people involved in this situation and the family meeting agenda um, helps you do that. Um, I'll run through it quickly by the end of because I know this this episode is getting a little bit long and I don't want to overwhelm you but the steps are state the problem, the two competing needs, call a meeting, gather ideas and solutions about how to meet the two competing needs, select a solution, together, that is, not just the adult saying, okay, we're going to try this because everyone will have different solutions that work best. We're going to try and find something that everyone is happy enough to give a go, right? We're going to trial it. We're going to review it. And then we're going to repeat the process because just because we have um, one go at solving the problem doesn't mean it's actually going to be fixed. So you've just heard um, what to do if your 12-year-old has zero interest in talking about sensitive stuff or feelings um, with you. Um, But this method doesn't help unless you have um, the ability to sit with really complex feelings um, and manage to deal with um, conflict. And not all of us have the ability to do that. Inside the Evolve Family Method, we have the, um, the kindness pillar, which helps us develop all the internal strategies that allow us to show up in complex situations. Each episode of Sitting in a Car is different and focuses on a different question and a different pillar inside the Evolve Family Method. And if you would like to get um, episodes of Sitting in a Car sent straight to your inbox, uh, I would love to support you and do that for you. If you head on over to the link that's somewhere around this video or maybe in my bio, the link is sarahsprayl.com forward slash car. You can put your name down and I will do the rest of the work and make sure you get these episodes every week. And so that's sitting in a car for another week, where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. It's very hot. It's very hot in here today. Is someone over there coming back from shopping. I've, oops, no, let me just